Welcome to personal development interviews with authors, influencers, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and more. This is podcast host 007 R.T. Johnson III, certified cognitive behavioral life coach practitioner and behavioral health specialist of Southern California and surrounding areas. Today, we have author Barbara with us to answer questions from her listeners. How are you today, Barbara? Oh, I'm doing great, Archie, and thanks for having me on the podcast. This is so fun. Absolutely. Awesome. And thank you so much for supporting our show and uh, your interest in being on the podcast and answering the questions that your listeners need to hear and need to know. We appreciate you. Thank you. So thank you. You got it. So let's get right (laughs) into it now. How do you differentiate? between direct and indirect revenue generating activities? Well, I like to keep things really simple. So indirect revenue generation is all about getting leads, getting qualified prospects into your pipeline. And direct revenue generation, my favorite, leads directly to money in your pocket. And so one of the things that I tell people in my book is price factors into this. If you're selling a high ticket item, you're going to have to spend some time building a relationship. And frankly, when you're spending a lot of money, you like a one-on-one face-to-face conversation if you can. So if you're selling something that's a very low price, you can take people from your indirect revenue generation to your direct pretty quickly. If you're selling a high priced item, it's going to take a little bit more time. So you're going to be spending some time building a relationship and actually having one-on-one conversations. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. So how much time should business owners spend on marketing and selling? This ranges. I've, I've seen people say 20% of their time should be spent on marketing. I've seen, uh, I think that number comes off a 40-hour week. So if you figure about 90 minutes a day, or I've known people uh, who would go into the office on a, on a Saturday or they would have one day per week where all they did was marketing. So one day out of five, or if you don't have time, sneak an extra day in there. We all know entrepreneurs work 24-7. So have one day dedicated to marketing. If you can't do the time break, you can do it on a daily Makes a lot of sense to me. So how does someone assess whether a marketing tactic will be right for their business? Well, in my book, I've got five different questions that you need to ask in order to assess a marketing tactic. Because a lot of times you hear about something and and somebody's like, oh, this is the way to do it. You're going to make a million dollars if you use my method. And it might not be right for you and it might not be right for your business. So the first thing you... It's actually not the first question, but one of the questions you have to ask is, is this something I can do? And is this something I want to do? Because those are sometimes two different things. Um, But the very first question you should ask when you're looking at a marketing tactic is to say, what is the the strategic goal for this activity? Why am I doing this? What do I want to happen if I use this technique? And everything else should be based off of that. I understand. That makes perfect sense. So what are some of the revenue generating tactics that your book recommends? Well, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you, Archie. 
Oh wow! Slow down now. Slow down. It's a, it's a podcast show. We're on the, <laughs> hold on, gangster. Hold on. We're on the podcast show. All right. I'm just teasing you. Okay, I've got a bunch. I have I have over 40 revenue generating tactics in the book. So what I did, because um, when I was writing this, I had this whole long section that was just descriptions of all these different tactics that you could use and somebody said i don't want to wait through all this so i moved those right into um, into the appendix okay much easier to read now but i have uh i've loosely grouped them into things like email okay. or mail so okay. one of the tactics might be if you're a local business is to buy a mailing list and go local mm. It might be that you have a customer base already, so you could leverage your customer base by asking them for referrals, by keeping in contact with them. Uh, one of the things I recommend, and it's not for everyone, is learning to speak to groups. Mm. And you can start small. I mean, find the meetups in your area, find the chambers, things like that. Or here's, here's a really good tip. Go on podcasts to tell people about what you do. Mm. So, <laughs> yes. Wow. You are a genius. Oh, my God. <laughs> or start a podcast, which is starting a podcast is one of the best things you can do for your business because it positions you as an authority in your field. It also gives you access to a lot of people who can help your business. You can have them on as guests. And by having interviews with people in your field or in related fields who are semi-famous or famous, it elevates your status. So for people who are thinking about doing a podcast, I really recommend that as a revenue-generating tactic. Fantastic. Wow, that's smart. So some of the strategies you recommend involve speaking to groups or going on podcasts or even giving seminars. What should people who are afraid of public speaking do? Should they get over it? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes, okay, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Archie. What is the thing favorite. with here's that? You, you can look at a tactic and think, wow, that would be really good for my business. But if you're uncomfortable doing it, you're not going to do it. Okay. It's just not going to get done. You're going to keep pushing it to the back, pushing That's it right. to the back. That's so, so true. If you're uncomfortable speaking in front of a group, don't do it. But if you think you'd like to try it, well, nobody sees you on a podcast unless you're doing a video podcast. And if it doesn't work right, you can do it again, which is fantastic. Right. One of the things I do, because I don't like to do the talking head videos, you can do voiceover recordings. So you might make a PowerPoint slideshow. And I use Zoom all the time. Zoom is, is a go-to tool for me. Right. So I'll do a PowerPoint uh, slideshow. And I'll do a voiceover and make it a training or, uh, or a webinar. Yes. So nobody actually sees me, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And if you do it in advance, if you, if you don't want to do it live, if you're that nervous, if you screw something up, you can fix it. Right. So there, there are very few things that you can't go back and fix. There's a few things, but very few things, especially when you're recording, that you can't go back and fix. So if you're, if you're a little bit shy about speaking to groups, you know, right now, a lot of people are doing virtual uh, speaking engagements, so they're just on Zoom. And if you can talk to somebody on Zoom, you can talk to a group of people on Zoom. Wow, that's true. Okay, but so... I would make you do 
doing if you didn't like it? Like, that doesn't work. I, right. I do a marketing plan for authors, and if this is not something that they're comfortable with, I don't make them do it. I, I'm much nicer than people think I am. I would say so. <laughs> I would say <laughs> so. I was thinking. <laughs> so now... You have seven direct in, in, in seven indirect strategies, seven direct strategies and seven indirect strategies that people can use right away. Can you give us a couple of examples of both? Oh, sure. Um, well, indirect revenue strategies are meant to bring people onto your list. So one way to do that is uh, to build your list. And this works particularly well with local businesses is buy a list, buy a mailing list. You just go onto Google and and type in mailing list brokers and you will find that you can get information on everybody. So if you have a pool company, if you have, uh, oh gosh, an accounting company, you can go in and get a list of people who meet your target market. So if you're an accountant and you work with small businesses, you can go in and get a list of the small businesses in your area that are making a certain amount of revenue because you don't want to go after the people who can't afford you, right? You have to kind of target how much money people are making. Right. So for a pool business, they might say, okay, I want people who live in this particular geographic area who have a pool and they have lists of that who make this much money per year because if people can't afford to hire you, you're going to waste money in your marketing. So that's one way to do it. You can buy a list. And one of the best ways for uh, I work with a lot of authors, so one of the best ways for authors to build their list is to give something away. They can just do a giveaway, uh, either informally or using something like, app. I think it's called King Sumo. And you can, for instance, if I were a romance author, I would pick out five paperback romance books, I would buy them off of Amazon, and I would offer them up as a prize giveaway and put it all over social media. Enter this drawing. Somebody's going to get five romance books. Now, who's going to enter that contest? People who like to read romances. You're going to have your target market coming to you. So that's two ways of indirect strategies that you can do. Um, direct can be, I like direct because it's money in the door. So to, a really easy, quick way to bring money in the door is to set up a referral or an affiliate program. I set up a, a referral program. I contacted my best clients, about 20 of them, and I said, hey, I've got an affil uh, a referral program for these two programs, and if you send me a client, and I told them how to do it, you know, do a, an email introduction, you get this flat fee. And so people are happy to refer business to you. I actually had some people who said, oh, I'm not gonna take any money from you, and I said, you're my favorite. Uh, <laughs> right. So set up an affiliate or referral program and let your past and current clients know about it because people like to make extra money. There's nothing wrong with making extra money. Uh, the other thing I tell people to do is to perhaps add cross-sells or upsells to your offer so that with each sell you make, you generate more revenue. There's a reason why McDonald's says you want fries with that, right? Right. It's a cross-sell. Yeah. That ups their revenue by anywhere between 15 to 40% per year, depending on the store, just by saying, would you like fries with that? So is there something that you could cross-sell when you've got a client right in front of you with a credit card out? Ask them. Like uh, magic markers to go with that 
whiteboard? Would you, you know, right. would you like to have special bushes trimmed while I'm mowing your lawn? So there's all sorts of cross sells you can add depending on your business. And all you have to do is ask. Isn't that fun? That is. That is. That's like, would you like my book with your with my coaching program? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So you talk about having a go-to quick pop-up money maker. What does that look like? Or really, what should it do for people? Ah, well, a quick pop is a tried and true marketing tactic that will bring in a certain amount of revenue consistently. So say you're sitting in your office and you look and you go, oh boy, rent is due or I have to make payroll and I need $3,000 in the door. This is something that you would pull out and say, I know that if I put this out to my people, I'm going to make that much money. Don't you love those? Hey, I can make a quick pop of three grand. Well, you kind of have to build up to that. Okay. Right, right. So when you do a quick pop, you have to think about, um, one, is this something that will bring in the revenue that I need? So if I'm selling a $15 book and I need $3,000, that's, that's a lot of books I'm going to have to sell, right? Right. So I'm, I might try to sell a coaching program instead at $300 for a certain amount of hours. Um, if you have, uh, for instance, something that you, the really big marketers, and you'll see them do this, they have something in their back pocket. When they need money, they put it out on special. So you can run like a flash sale on something. You can do a special bundle to say, hey, in the next 48 hours, everyone who gets my coaching program also gets my book. Or in the next 48 hours, everyone who buys a pair of leggings gets a special crop top to go with it. You would look excellent in that, by the way. I, I just throw those things in there. I need to make sure you're paying attention. I understand exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying, and it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So now, small yeah. business owners wear most, if not all, of the hats in their business. How can they yeah. get it all done? Oh, man. You know what? Everyone talks about time management, but you don't actually manage time. Time is just time. You've know, mm. got to manage your activities, what you're doing during that time. So one of the things I go through in my book, Revenue Generating Activities, is the Eisenhower Matrix. matrix. And everybody's seen it. It's like there's those four things, the urgent and important, which you have to do now. And then there's the urgent and the unimportant, like, okay, this is in my face, but it's really not important. Then you have the not urgent, important. Those are things you've got to do, but not right away. Yes. And then the not urgent, unimportant, you just delegate those out. So you start dividing those things that are popping up in front of you to say, does this really need to be taken care of now? So one of the best things I've done, I mean, I write everything down. I'm a list maker. That's and right. One of the things I do is, is every week on my calendar, I have certain things that I need to get done. I need to do my expat blog posts. I need to do my newsletter. I need to put up things in certain social media groups. So those are on my calendar as reminders. And they're not urgent, but they need to be done. Right. But the other thing I've done, and this is like so stupid because it works. I love, I love stupid stuff that works, right? So I use a timer. And you can use the timer on your phone or you can go to Dollar General and get that little dollar timer they have in the kitchen section. Right. So my work, right, I don't know about you, but my work tends to expand to take up as much time as I have available. 
So if I've got three hours to write a blog post, it's going to take me three hours to write a blog post. Right. If I have an hour to do it, it takes me an hour. <laughs> so I set a timer. Okay. And one of the good things about the timer is a lot of times I have on my list something that set like looks like write book. Okay, that's not a good to-do list task because that's going to take more than a day, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know about you. Okay. So, so the timer tells me if, if I said to myself, okay, in one hour I'm going to write a blog post, and every time I try to write a blog post in an hour, it takes me 90 minutes, then I know, okay, you're going to need to set aside 90 minutes to do that blog post. Right. You're, you're not giving yourself, I'm a time optimist. Mm-hmm. I never give myself enough time to do stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because we think we're going to get it all done because we're right. just geniuses. So. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's true. So the timer really helps me stay on track. And my list in the morning is the priority of what needs to get done. And there's that method of making the list the night before or early in the morning where you, you write down what you need to get done and you put it in the priority of what needs, what's most important. And you don't go to the second item on your list until you've gotten that most important thing done. So there's a lot that entrepreneurs and small business owners can do to get it all done. And it's really a matter of managing managing your activities to fit within the time you have. Wow. So now, <clears throat> everyone talks about tracking and measuring the results of your marketing, but it seems like it's just one more job. Is there an easy way to do it? Oh, yeah. And the easy way to do it is the way that's easiest for you. you know, people, people will tell you, oh, you're going to use this tracking tool. You have to do this. No, you use. it's the same thing. I'm not going to make you do a marketing tactic that you're not comfortable with. I'm not going to ask you to use a tracking and measuring tool that you don't like because you're not going to do it. Right. So I like spreadsheets. I have friends who hate spreadsheets. I track my stuff on a spreadsheet to see what's going on. But other people, they might be visual. I've got friends that will draw it out. They'll say, oh, they make it really pretty. Like, they're so artistic. And I, I, just, I stink at that. But there's, they do beautiful things where they'll take, you know, a picture of the product and they'll say, yeah, they'll do a date thing. And they'll, they'll say, we, we sent this out on this date and we spent this much money and it brought back in this much money. So I don't care if you do a spreadsheet or if you jot it in a notebook, or if you make pretty pictures, as long as it's something that works for you, and it's it's something that you will keep doing. But the important thing is that you need to make sure that the things you're putting your time and money into are bringing money back to you. That's the main thing. Yes. Yes. That makes so much sense. Okay, so now, one of the things you mentioned is that everyone, even a brick and mortar store needs a website and an opt-in freebie. It seems like most people should already have that. Is that the first thing you make sure your clients have? (laughs) (laughs) You would be amazed. Wow. (laughs) I I worked in a really high-end coaching program for one of the internet gurus. And people okay. were spending somewhere between twenty and twenty-five thousand dollars a year, and these are mostly coaches and entrepreneurs 
consultants, and they had been in business, you know, 5, 10, 20, a few of them 30 years. Wow. And they had websites, but somebody else had set up the website for them. So I would go and look, and they'd have a blog, and the blog would have nothing on it. And I'm like, well, you know, if you have nothing on your blog, you really shouldn't have a blog tab up there until you've got something. So I'd say, you know, write three blog posts, get something going there. And they would say, I don't know how to put it on my website. I'm like, okay, okay, you've been in business, like, how long have you had this website, right? Or they have a a mailing list. They have um, a, a mailing list platform, but they don't know how to use it, and they don't know how to send out broadcast messages. They don't know how to do an email sequence to send out to their people. So they have everything, but because they paid people to set it up, they're not using it. So, like, the most basic thing that I that I could do for these people was to say, okay, you've got a website, that's great, you need to have an opt-in, and that opt-in needs to be in people's face. When they hit your webpage, it needs to be right in their face, hmm. above the fold, which means they don't have to scroll down to find it, right. and usually it's like mine slides right right across the screen i'm like really in your face but it's an opt-in for people that are my exact target market it's a a free uh resource guide for self-publishing so nobody's going to click on that if they're not interested in self-publishing great i've already and so now people that get on my list there are people that could possibly be clients so the same thing because you go to a website and what does that opt-in say get my newsletter right Right. but if you say hey get the hottest tips on the on the best uh podcast genres going learn how to get the most subscribers and downloads you possibly can in the shortest amount of time click here you know that people are going to say yeah that's what i want and the only people that are going to click on that are people that want to start a podcast and get downloads so you have to give people a reason to give you their information. And that means having an opt-in that's valuable to them and only them, your target market. Awesome. Awesome. You have you have shared with us so many top marketing strategies here in this interview. This this interview alone is is priceless. It's just invaluable to someone that would need to uh, move their business along. And we appreciate you here on the show. And I want, I want our listeners to know that, yeah, we've been having a great time here, Barbara and I on the show, but Barbara is a heavy hitter. You know, Miss Barbara Gracie is a writer, a speaker and a, a marketing consultant. She has written over 60 books, manuals and home study courses in the past 15 years for national speakers new speakers, and small business owners. She is an expert on leveraging books for branding and marketing purposes. She currently works with small business owners to create custom marketing plans that are practical, implementable, and effective. Yes, Barbara, we did our research. (laughs) So Barbara has written a number of books. Watch this. I'm going to tell you, yes, we are proud of you. Barbara has written a number of books and courses for business owners, including the Small Business Marketing Mastery Series, Write Your Book in 90 Days, Big Profits from Little Books, and the Brilliant Content Planner. You can find her online at barbaragracie.com. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-G-R-A-S-S-E-Y.com. Now, we're out of time. 
But uh, Miss Barbara, is there anything else that you would like to say uh, to your listeners before we go? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, go buy my books. Is that too rude? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. They, they better. I mean, if they listen to this interview, they're going to they're gonna realize they need it. Yeah. So here's one. Because I, I wrote a series of books because I did that coaching program, and those people spent twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, and so I had all this information. So I started putting out the Marketing Mastery series for small business people, and it was a way to take, you know, what people spent twenty thousand dollars for, and drop it down to. This is the fourth book in the series, so it will be less than if you go with the ebooks, it'll be less than forty dollars. And if you if you go whole hog and, and get the paperbacks, you're gonna get I mean, I was getting paid not quite twenty thousand dollars per person, but I get three hundred dollars an hour. So you have my information as best as I could put it out there for you to help you market your business. And that's what I wanna do. A lot of people, yeah, I'm in Portugal. I can't help people one-on-one. I said to myself, Barbara, just put it out there for people to get so they don't have to go broke and put outrageous amounts of money in their credit cards because that's what was happening so they can get the information they need to make a good business and have it run and let them be able to feed their families. So that's why I say go buy the books. You have to buy all of them. But if it's going to help your business, that would make me happy. And let me know. My email's in the back of all of those books. Let me know what you thought. And let me know if it helped you. And let me know what you'd like to know. I'm, I'm in Portugal. I'm happy. I'm happy to answer questions. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. So on it that is. note, yes. On that note, we just want to thank you for being on the show. And it's just been such an honor. And um I really appreciate your having me on the show and putting me in front of your people because you just have hot people listening to you, let me tell you. Well, on that note, be well, everyone. <laughs>